discussion. Yeah, Tim, before we get going, I want to talk about uh, Constable uh, Gillespie and Constable Hahn. Constable Gillespie was uh, driving to work, and uh, he was hit by a car. And, uh, and, and Hahn was really a, a strange one that uh, the guy uh, was in a restaurant getting coffee. Uh, two guys that were to protect us. It's the old story again. When you go out, when you go out in the morning, you don't know whether they're coming back. They're the, they're the greatest guys in the world. All right, all right, all right. Now, while Nick Suzuki, they made him captain. I've never understood Montreal. I've never, I, I, I just, it, why, why, why wouldn't you get uh, uh, an older guy that speaks French? I'm sure there's some guys on there that speak French. I would hope so. <laughs> they better, now that I think, but they should, they should get a guy that can speak French. I mean, here's a kid that's be worried about making the club and, uh, Goals and assists, and you're always playing. And what he'd be doing is he'd be learning French, right? It's, and then he's got to, big, after big the game, thing. like they're going to go talk to him and all that. He's, I, I just, it doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? Cindy? No, you know, and the role of, def- of captains has really changed since your day, eh, Dad? Oh yeah, and well, even how they picked them because management, management picked him, right? Well, they picked him because the guys are not going to give them a hard time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he'll, he'll never go up against management or anything like that. But in your day. Oh the cap- yeah, well, the captain was really something. He was the guy that went to management if there was a problem. With- I, I tell that story. I told that story, eh, about uh, how they how we picked the. Club. No, I don't think so. So. Oh well, I'll tell you how they picked the club. So we had before the practice, uh, Joe Crozier, general manager and coach of the Rochester Americans, uh, uh, said we're going to pick a captain. So okay, so they give me all a little piece of paper. So and you guys I, are going to vote on it. Yeah, we got. We vote. That's how that, was that the norm back yeah, then. That, the the team it. always voted oh, yeah. who was going to yeah. be the captain. Yeah, yeah. or you kind of knew the guy was. So anyhow, so I come back and there were about three or four that voted for somebody else. Oh, let's see, who did they vote for? Teddy Taylor and Brian Hextall. That's who they voted for. You know, for captain. They they'd been good captain too. They were going to the National Hockey League. They didn't want to. And and I remember he came over to the back room and he had the tie and he says. Through the stuff in the, through the you know the waste paper basket, and he said, and and get, we're going to get this here uh, cap, captaincy uh, straightened out too tomorrow. So they give all the papers out again. I voted for myself too, and and everyone was there, and he's, and you should have seen was he pissed off. He so left. why did, why do you think he didn't want you captain? Because I was going to give him a hard time. Because uh, if there was a problem, you were going to go uh, and straighten it I was it going up. right to see it. And I remember we uh, go somewhere, let's say Springfield, and Joe Crozer saying, everybody in their rooms at uh, 11 o'clock. Now, don't forget, 11 o'clock. Cherry, I'll see you in my suite. <laughs> so I had to go and see the suite. And that's how they used to pick it. And I, and I just don't understand how they pick a kid that can't speak French. Right. Well, then the one thing too, also with captaincy in Winnipeg, they took the captaincy yeah. of Blake Wheeler, and they're going to have a bunch of alternates there. Well, it didn't work before. Is that a demotion? Like, what do you have to do something to have the captaincy ripping, ripped off your? I would think so. That's a demotion, isn't it, Dad? Sure is. We need to get the captaincy taken off you. Yeah. But the one thing that that again, not only talking about how they picked the captains in the old days, but 
the referees and the captains would talk. The referees, when you coached and played, they would very rarely would they talk to the coaches. The, the only guy that ever come over to the bench and said, Don, let's have a fair game. You know, let's, and I'm thinking, this guy's lost his mind. <laughs> it was Andy Van Helleman. Yeah. yeah, he come over <laughs> and he's talking to me. I wonder, like, this guy's, you know, no referees. And the reason why was Yeah, what? the reason why was they were making a movie of him. Or a they, he team. was being taped. Yeah. Well, right. So anyhow. But, they, but it's funny how now they waste so much time talking Holy to smokes. things. What are they talking to them about? Now, this is going to be a good game. Or I don't know. They, they explain in penalties and stuff like that. And I always remember... Wayne Cashman talking when he was captain with the Bruins, talking to the refs, and he was always picking his stick. Like, you know, well, you can, referees, as long as you don't uh, humiliate them in front in the crowd, right? And he always let on he was picking, he was taking the tape off, talk, and you know, going to give them the tape, and they didn't mind that. They didn't mind. So that you can as, give them hell as long as you. Yeah, were, you say you. <laughs> I can't say. But what, there was a reason they were how there. How about Brad Park? Yeah, tell that Brad, Brad oh, Park story. Yeah, Brad Park says the. Van Helleman, I guess we want to know. He said he wants to know why you do this. And I said, I'll tell him to go. I can tell. So, so he, and he went over and told him that. <laughs> so what did he say? He said, Grapes told you to go. Mm, did, you get a bench, did you get a bench penalty? Oh, I'd never, never, nothing happened. We were so good that we didn't have to worry about penalties. But I said, you actually told him that, you dumbhead? He just did it as a joke. And he laughed. He thought that was funny. I didn't think it was funny at the time. I imagine. Anyhow, they made... Uh, Suzuki, the captain, and then we'll see how it goes. Yeah. So, do you, how do you think Montreal is going to do this year, though, Dad? Uh, I don't think they're going to. Well, I don't. They're not going to make. Hmm, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. No, not no. without Carey Price. No. If Price comes back and plays like he did uh, four years, five years ago, how he, long have you been saying this, Dad? <laughs> At least yeah. two or three you years know, since but, the podcast started. We've been talking about him. Well, you know the one thing I was talking about, Carey Price. I saw on the internet, so I'll have to check it. So, but it's on the internet, so it must be true mm-hmm. that he said in his career playing for the Montreal Canadiens, only one player had over eighty points in a season, oh, and Colorado, yes, last year had four. So it goes to show you, in his whole career, what he played, 12 years or something? And I always thought Carey Price, his biggest fault was he covered a multitude of sins for Montreal. They always thought they were better than what they were mm. because he took them to the finals, and then without them, they were the worst team in the league. <laughs> they were, too. So, Dad, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Spreads.ca. They're a Canadian-owned online casino and sports book and if you sign up now and use the promo grapes they'll match your deposit up to five hundred dollars you get 10 spins on the big wheel and your first sports bet they spot you 25 bucks and football's on and baseball's coming down so there's a lot of uh lot you of watch sports. the blue jays i watch every game of the blue jays right yeah today. i'm kind of watching now the one thing with baseball is when it's the middle of july and there's like 120 games left or something it's tough to get into it but now it's Getting tight. It's I, fun to watch. You know, I, I this kind of doughhead I am that I they were getting beat at eight nothing or something, and I think they're going to come back. But you never know though. Those you know, guys. I, I often I often watch the guys at, uh, run the first and that they don't re- go all out, eh? And I'm thinking you did game after game after game. They they get in at four o'clock in the morning, and you know, and then they have to play that next night. It must be tough. Yep. Well, there's as I say. Lots of spe- lots of sports to bet on now with uh, the baseball getting down and football yep. and stuff. All right, dude. Kirkland Lake, well, and they want to hear about Larry Hillman. Is that right? Yep. We got, right. A, we got an email from somebody from Kirkland Lake, and Cindy, he said he wanted to know if you played with Larry Hillman. 
I played with Larry Hillman, and I wrote this down because I, I didn't. He played for 15 different teams in 22 seasons. Played for 22 seasons. He could have played longer. 15 teams. 15 teams. Uh, I'll tell you what his dad said uh, later. Uh, he, played for the, he played for the Bruins. He played for the Leafs. He played for the North Stars. He played for Canadians. He played for the Flyers. He played for the Kings. He played for the Sabres. And he went to the WHA and played, played in the WHA. He won six Stanley, six, six Stanley Cups. Larry Hillman. Wow. Six. Really? And two Avo Cups. That was the WHA. And uh, he played one there, and he coached the other. I think they fired him at the end. He, he, he wanted a raise or something. Uh, but I'm going to tell and you. And he won a Calder Cup. So he won six Stanley Cups, two WHA championships, and a Calder Cup. And nobody, nobody even knows that's, about it. That's pretty good. That is amazing. And they show that they used to show that one. By the way, that channel's gone. That, that they yeah, to, we're talking about that last week. Yeah, yeah that, no that's more. gone. It, and they took it off early. The, when we had the Rochester Americans, we had Bronco Horvath uh, had 38 goals. Dan Smirk, I was starting to talk, talk about Dan Smirk. His, his dad was from Czechoslovakia. That's why, boy, was he good. Bronco used to kid him all the time. Eh? You know, he, that's very funny, Bay. A Bronco, very funny. <laughs> I must have heard that because he used to kid him all the time. Jerry Eamon had 38. Dick Campbell had 48. Red Armstrong, uh, he had 30-some. Imagine 30, 32 that. 32 goals, wow. Imagine that. Imagine that. Team. Larry Hillman, he was a defenseman, right? Yeah. And he had 52 points. Yeah, he was really good. And then we had we had a terrific goaltending in Jerry Cheevers. Jerry Cheevers played 72 games. That's unbelievable. And he, only, and he only missed two. Two minutes. Two minutes. <laughs> and the two minutes was my fault. Yeah, tell that story what happened with Red Berenson, wasn't it, the guy? Red that- Berenson. I never forgot. He walked around me like a... Okay, uh, let me let's get it right now. Okay, I, we played in Quebec. Bugsy Watson and I got into a fight in Quebec. And that was televised. Yeah, it was I televised. I remember watching it yeah. as a little girl. Yeah, it was a pretty good fight. Watching your dad on TV in the 60s, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was a pretty good fight, too. Oh, yeah. So anyhow, the next night, the crowd said, we want Cherry, we want Cherry. So he, let, he paid me the last two minutes. The guy walked around me and, and just... So I, I remember Jerry saying he took a backhand took and a backhand. right in the you mouth. You don't know how the backhand's going to go, and they hit right in the mouth, cut him all up, cut his hand, and... Uh, okay, you said he got hit in the mouth, okay? But everyone thinks of Jerry Cheevers is with that infamous hockey mask with all the stitches. So yeah, it's in, it's in the, yeah, go ahead. It's in the Hockey Hall of Fame. You think it's a real I one? I think but, it is. Yeah, yeah. but anyway, um, he didn't wear a mask then when he was no, with Rochester. It was, it was just before he didn't wear a mask and cut him all to pieces, and, and it was my fault. Guy walked around me. I hadn't played for the whole game, and, you know. It was Red Berenson, you said. So after the game, he said, and everybody on the ice, everybody had practice at 10 o'clock. Cheever, and Cheever said to him, oh, my mouth's all cut and everything. He said, I said, everybody. I told Cheever, I said, just stay away. That's why he didn't want you captain. Yeah, no wonder. See, that's the reason why he didn't want you as captain. Oh, yeah. So did Cheever no, I show- wasn't the captain then. You oh. weren't the captain. No, and you I was told sitting the on coach. the Oh, to be captain, you have to play regular. <laughs> oh, and you didn't even play regular, and you told a player your, or the goalie that I was, don't worry I, about I, it. I played, uh, I played one minute. Got them all caught up. <laughs> no wonder I, the coach didn't want you as a captain when you really had some say. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I never, think I never about thought it. Of that. So did, did Cheevers take the day off? Yeah, he took the day off. And, <laughs> what did Crozier say? Didn't say anything. He, he knew he made a mistake telling them the practice is all <laughs> blood all over the well, place. Well, I think when Jerry Cheevers tells the story, I think 
Betty and, and that day or the day after, Betty had their first son, Craig. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, oh Crozier didn't. They, they didn't care. They didn't. That who, was who, who, no big deal. Yeah, big deal. So, but it is funny though, Cindy. Like you say that you look at Jerry Cheevers, who played seventy-two games, and he played all but two minutes. Plus, he played all the playoff games. Right. Back then, they didn't drink. Like you didn't never drank before. No, the never game, drank water. So never drank any water. No wonder the we equipment drank after. was even though like you know the shoulder pads and stuff were smaller. His the the goalie pads were a lot heavier. Because they were leather, and they, they were leather, and, and you know, and, and horse and horse hair, right? Yeah, yeah, and they would get wet. Yeah, and you could play all. And then you know, you had bus. Well, you no, know, you, you didn't. You never even thought of it. You just played. And then he had the bus rides. You know, what I mean, you had to go on the bus yeah. and the stuff. And today, the goalies can't play back to back. Yeah, back to back. While he while he while he played back to back. Well, you know, he looks tired out there, or you know, you're always saying it, even in the playoffs. Well, you know, they look a little bit tired. <laughs> Tired. Yeah. Give well, me a break. They're professional. They weren't used to it. They, yeah, I guess you. I guess you all were. All the right? training, though, they do nowadays. You know what I mean? With I and mean, they're, they're in like shape, boy. Thoroughbred racehorses, and they can't play. But you know. you, but out of all those guys, Dad, you you said like Bronco Horvath had thirty eight goals. He'd be probably making what about eight oh, million now. I should tell a story about the time he went. With his, he was after the, the scoring title. And it was in the Boston Gardens, and um, he, he knocked knocked out. He got knocked out, and he's laying down on the ice. And he could look straight up, and there was his wife Dolly, and she she was talking about the buying the groceries next door. And so he got um, he says, "I don't want to go to the hospital. I and he's only about a point away." Bobby Hull, the one he won the championship, and he said, "Don't, don't, don't, don't take me to the hospital." And they, Forced him to go to the hospital. He was all right. And he lost the. He lost by one point. Oh wow. no! Really? Yeah. So well, just, the hockey wives do talk a lot during the yeah, game. Yeah, but I what mean, you're going to buy? Yeah, but you look at all those guys. All those guys that are playing that you mentioned. They'd all be making a yeah. about how it must be difficult. You'd be making about eight million dollars oh, a year. Yeah. Timing's everything. Well, Larry, Larry Hellman with 52 points as a oh, defenseman. And, and uh, he, he, how he got traded out of New York and he had a terrific, terrific playoffs. So you said his dad said something funny to him because he was on oh, hardly yeah. 15 teams in 22 seasons. His dad said, how, how come you've played so, for so many teams? He said, Dad, I can't help if they want me. Everybody wants them. <laughs> so, Dad, let me ask you why in those days, you say, what, he played 22 years or something and, and the whole deal. I mean, the players just, is it my imagination or do the players play longer in their career? And, <sighs> you know, as opposed to today. Man, there's a lot of guys played a long time. And I they didn't think. wear a helmet. They didn't have a mouth guard. They, no. you know, it was. No, when they get corked now, they really get corked now. I mean, they, they. I what, mean, you think they hit harder yeah, now than they, they did They don't back hit then? as much. Uh, now. Don't, no, they don't hit as much. They, right. That, they don't hit as much. But when they do get a line guy lined up, they, they figure, I'm going to get suspended anyhow. <laughs> so I might as well make it a good well, one. Well, plus the player isn't. You know, prepared for it as much as you guys were. You when, guys were, and you and you always said. Remember, I remember you hitting Ron over the head with the uh, with the elbow pad. The equipment today, yeah, oh, adds to the. Remember, I hit, the, it, remember I hit McLean over the head with yeah, the, that. Did that was an awful sound because you were clunk, clunk. you hit it on the desk. It was plastic. Bang, 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 and then you hit him on the head two or three times. I mean, you really corked him. <laughs> yeah, well, I wish I had corked him worse. <laughs> But you always said that, like the shoulder pads now. Oh, like, Bobby, Bo- Bobby, Bobby Orr used to wear uh, like felt almost. It, it was, they weren't even shoulder pads uh, near the end, and uh, 
You see the shoulder pads at Gordy Howard, they were in front of him. They weren't on his shoulders, they were in front yeah. of him. So they So they, now if you hit him with the shoulder pads, like I guess back in your when you were playing and you had that lesser equipment, if you hit a guy as hard as you could, well, you'd, you'd get hurt too, right? So you had to. Back I don't know off how st- uh, Scott Stevens did it. Yeah, because <laughs> he, he didn't have big equipment. He didn't either. have big equipment. I saw him, uh, when, you know, after they won the championship with his. Uh, L- uh, he didn't have big equipment. No, he, he was, was just he, big himself. Yeah, he was. Well, just he like wasn't a, too tall. No, but he was wide. He was, <laughs> Remember, he was on uh, the great. Remember, he was on the Grapevine show. Well, yeah, look like a Greek god. Oh, now he you was did. Yeah, good yeah. looking boy. Oh, boy, yeah, seemed yeah. everyone on the Grapevine show was good looking. There's something about <laughs> athletes. I don't know. I guess but. I picked them. Was they were good looking? Yeah, we had him and Stevie Eiserman on oh. on the same on the same show. Oh, no, yeah. you know what the best was? The three that I remember as as a woman in my twenties was get this: Eric Lindros, Dougie Gilmore, and Kirk Muller. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they had a picture of those three together. If they didn't look like movie stars, Doug, he, he used to wear that uh, white uh, uh, turtleneck. Oh, yeah, I got. I got to tell. Hair. I got to tell a quick funny story with that. So, so Eric Lindros and uh, and uh, Kirk Muller were kind of getting a lot of autographs, oh. bings, and and Dougie was signing autographs. But I, so I kind of took Kirk aside. And and Eric Lindros aside and brought well, him into Kirk like a, played for Toronto at the time. Time, right? yeah, yeah. So kind of put him in like a little holding, like a little green room, yeah, done. just just so that that you know they get away from the fans and get ready for yeah. the show. So I'm in there and I'm kind of talking. Okay, what's going to happen next? And they're not listening. Tell the stories. They're, they're just they're not listening, right? Yeah. So I had a whole bunch of hockey magazines in there just in case you know guys wanted to read it, right? Yeah. So they so Eric he's not paying attention and. and Kirk's just not paying attention. Kirk's flipping through the magazine. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a really good, really good picture of Eric, like going up the ice and his mouth was open. And it really yeah. was like I'm charging up the ice. So Kirk <laughs> showed it to Eric, like as if to say, this is a good wow, picture. a good picture of you. And so Eric <laughs> took it and he goes, to Kirk, good, best wishes, Eric Lindros. <laughs> and hands it back. Well, the- <laughs> and, you know, but that's just kind of an automatic yeah. reflex, yeah. right? Somebody showed so you. So he wasn't p- being smart. He actually didn't. Well, I think it's just like a reflex. If somebody gave you a picture yeah. back then, you usually signed it, right? Yeah. Oh, Eric, my gosh. Eric kind of, or Kirk kind of looked as if to say, what the? <laughs> that's that's pretty, classic. That's pretty Yeah, funny. it would be good now. Yeah, it'd be worth <laughs> a lot of money yeah, now. You yeah, you should have kept it. Okay, Dad, I got to tell one more story. But got so many grapevine show oh, stories. Please, yeah. But uh, here's, must, a, must here's a funny one where... So we were we used to shoot the we used to shoot the grapevine television shows actually in the bar. So the people it was almost like a dinner theater in people, Hamilton, Ontario, in Hamilton. And so and the staff would come and it would be like like a dinner theater. People would have a steak right before and all that. So one of the managers up there was uh, a, a woman named Karen O'Sullivan. And Dougie Gilmore came in, and he had the white turtleneck and his oh, hair all done. And, and he had long hair, he too. He had long hair. He had the flow going. Oh. And she looked at him, and she just about melted. She just said, he's the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen. She's just going on and on and on. And she kept saying this to mom. Oh, she's just so, he's just, he's so handsome. So what we used to do was, so Dougie was the first show. So we did the show. And then when he was done, the next show, we'd have him sitting at, we had like a bar, like, yeah. a, like a fake bar. So mom said, put Karen O'Sullivan to sit next to Dougie Gilmore. <laughs> at the bar. At the bar. So mom went up to Dougie and said, Dougie, this is Karen over there. So say hello to Karen and be nice to her. <laughs> so, so she's sitting there and Doug walks up and goes, hello, Karen. How are you? I'm Doug Gilmore. And Karen said, 
I was like tongue tied. I was uh uh. She uh, pulled a Cliff Clavin. Yeah, she pulled a Cliff. Uh, uh uh uh. And he says he just kind of looked at me as if to say like, really? what, are you what the hell? They turned around. I remember she, she she her face was red for the next two days. She says he comes up and he introduces himself, and I couldn't say hello, Doug. I'm Karen. How are you? Would you like a drink after the game or something yeah. like that? I remember that. And mom laughed seeing Karen. <laughs> she getting all flustered. So yeah, it was. I, rem- I the story I could tell you a million stories about. Dougie, but I'll tell the one there where they were in the playoffs and he played about 45 minutes a game. And uh, Wendell tells the story when he was on that uh, they were all, all the guys were sitting around in the trainer's room drinking beer and he was the he was laying on the table getting intervenous. Yeah, getting the liquids back in. <laughs> Holy oh, he, he was thin back in those days. Yeah. And the one thing I do remember about Wendell and Dougie and uh, was uh, remember when they were in the playoffs against LA and, uh, uh, Marty McSorley hit Dougie cutting across the center. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And what a fight! If you, if you haven't seen that fight with Wendell Clark and Marty yeah. McSorley, boy, they were they were really they were, going. Boy, did they ever go at it? Yeah. And and Wendell's not you know he's about three four inches shorter than uh, McSorley. Because sure. they, they, just he, think of all the players you're uh, mentioning were all on the Grapevine Show. We're all on the Grapevine Show. So I remember the coaches. Well, we were the we were the only one. Yeah, there's, we the there's, only- but I remember watching that and I thought, oh, you know, geez, who, is dad going to get mad at, like, I thought, everybody thought you were going to get mad at, at Marty for hitting Dougie, yeah. right? And then you went on and said, what's, he goes, what's Dougie doing cutting across center like that? He deserves to get hit. <laughs> and all, boy, all the Leaf fans really got mad at you then. And there Did you they? are. You love Dougie Gilmore, but oh, yeah. fact is a fact, Well, you like right? Marty, too. We'll have to go. We'll Why do- did we quit that? Why did- you know what? It was getting too expensive. And uh, it was getting, it was just getting too expensive to do. And oh, yeah. you know, but you know what the one of the biggest reason was that was when we first started, it was kind of like the Rock'em Sock'em. There wasn't a lot of hockey on on no, air, there wasn't. right? And all the players were didn't a lot of them didn't have you know agents. And I remember Mom would used to call them up a lot. Yeah, Mom would call them up and ask them if they want to come on, on the, the show. show. And they would you know, and they'd say yeah. And all of them said the same thing. Yep, they did. What would they say? They said. Can I bring my wife? <laughs> no, and mom. They always wanted to bring their family, right? Yeah. yeah. And I remember Ty Domi brought his mom. Right. And she and he said that he goes, his mom never went anywhere, not to his games, never went out for dinner or anything. And that was the only thing that he could ever remember that she went out to see him do was the Grapevine show. And it was in uh, Mississauga here at Square One when we had a bar there. I, I think the funniest thing that ever said to me on that show was uh was Gump Worsley. Do you remember what he said? I yeah. says, what are you doing now? He says, I'm standing here talking to you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was funny. Yeah, I think one of the best ones was uh, we had Cliff Thorburn on, who was a snooker player. He was a oh, Canadian, he... and he was a world champion snooker player, and he ran the table a couple of times playing snooker, so you yeah. imagine how good he was. And he wore the tux, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, he wore a tuxedo, because he snooker, they played a tuxedo. And you went on, and Jerry Patterson, who was your, was your agent and one of the producers, he said, Don, I want you to wear this jacket. It was really loud. And so you sat down, and the first question was, you said, so Cliff, for the people who don't know, what's the difference between snooker and pull? And he kind of rubbed his tuxedo and says, this is snooker. And he reached over and touched Jagos, and this is pool. <laughs> I don't remember that one. Oh, yeah. It was, I, that I think was that classic. was one of the biggest, biggest ones. And I'll tell one more story. I know, I know I'm talking a lot, but I'll tell one more story. We had um, Marty McSorley on. This was the second time, and he was a good-looking guy too. Oh, was he ever good-looking? Everyone was good-looking. Yeah. <laughs> and Rick Tockett. 
Okay. Well, he was, and he had a he had a full head set of hair then yeah. too. So, oh, so we're, yeah. so you remember this? This yeah. is this, I tell you, I was scared on this one. So they was they all the players were really. I remember Tim. I was talking at the far end of the bar to talk it. Right. And I said to talk it. I turned and nobody could hear me. You couldn't hear me. And 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 Marty was was watching us at the far end of the bar. Like, yeah, they were about twenty. You're about thirty feet away. I kind of did. You, you ever go with the? You ever go with Marty? And he says, "No, we had Brown take care of him. Dave Brown take care of." Him. And what you and and Marty went nuts. <laughs> he, oh, he, oh, he could hear him. He goes, "What was that? What was that about Brownie? What, what was, was that, that about Brownie?" So, oh, so now both of them are kind of oh, like, oh, and they're big. They're big guys. So the show, so the first show's over. Rick was the first show. So I take them in the back in the kitchen. So there's meat cleavers and knives in the back. So I kind of talking what's going on, and Marty goes, "What did you say about Brown?" And he goes. Uh, Pataka goes, nothing. He says, uh, nothing. He says, well, what'd you say about Brown? He says, nothing. I didn't say anything about Brownie. And he goes, so Marty says something along the lines. He says, you know, Rick, he says, or, you know, Tockett, he says, I played against you for four years. I've never seen you in my face. <laughs> and Tockett says, yeah, well, is there an anchor tied to your ass? I haven't seen you in mine. <laughs> oh. And you could just see them, and they caught each other. Yeah, more. Uh, and they turn around, they left. And I thought, well, I wasn't jumping into that one. No, <laughs> they, you'd have been dead in that one. That was uh, the, they were they were really mad. Oh, Marty was really mad. I should check to see what year that was and see if they went at it the next year. <laughs> I, yeah. I tell you, boy, they were two big guys and and good guys too. <laughs> <laughs>